every once in a while, a new solution comes to market, and we all sit back and say, now why didn't I think of that? In recent years, the number of grassroots music venues in the UK has declined drastically, with the rise of gentrification of pubs and other traditional homes of live music. Claire Barrett is founder of UGigs, a subscription-based community where Uber meets Lemon Rock. Claire has lived in London all her life and been singing professionally since the age of 16. One of the biggest problems for the up-and-coming musician is finding a suitable venue and for venues to find and book artists of the style and genre they want. UGigs was created to give gigging musicians control of where and when they play, and it can now be done with a few swipes of your phone. I'm Steve Lazarus, and this is Your London Legacy. Well, I'm delighted to welcome onto the podcast today, Claire Barrett. It's great to it be is, here. It is Claire Barrett, isn't it? It is, indeed. Make yeah. sure I get that right. <laughs> I can read my own writing, not Claire Barnett. No, I get called that a lot. <laughs> I know we were due to meet each other last week, but for uh, some unknown reason, yeah. there was a breakdown in communication. Yes. But uh, you're actually here today. You're the second person to be sitting in the chair, the blue chair. I feel very the, privileged. I'm going to call it the Your London Legacy Studios, but uh, <laughs> it's probably a little bit over, overstating. It's my office <laughs> with, with, a, with a poster over your head. Thank you very much for coming to join us. Thank you for having us. It's, having me even. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, Claire has a, an interesting story and background because you're a, a musician is by background. Um, you're also a publican as well, or from a family of publicans. Um, you spotted what I think is a big gaping hole in the market, the music market, in terms of matching up artists and venues, which we want to talk talk about and dig into in a little while. Because I think if I think you've got something which is very niche and is going to catch on very quickly. Hopefully. So hopefully we're the first people to to give you a little bit of uh, publicity <laughs> on that. I think yeah, you are actually yeah. <laughs> So that's really cool. So tell us, Claire, a little bit about how you got your your musical background, because you're a singer and songwriter yeah, as well. So I've basically been singing since I can remember. I've always sung as a child, just really loved music. And then when I was like 17, I had a record deal, but it didn't go to plan. Who, who was that with? Anyone? Uh, Rich Records. Okay. I don't think they're going anymore. But um, yeah, and then that didn't work out. For, it's just a hard industry. And then I ended up gigging with my best friend, and we've been gigging well for 21 years now all over London yeah so what's what's what sort of music what sort of genre a mixture really when I first start, started out I was I'm a Motown lover I love Motown okay, so but obviously gigging in different venues you have to learn as many styles as you can mm-hmm. because of the audience so everything really but my favorite music is at Motown without a doubt um who's your greatest influence within Motown uh probably like Aretha Franklin okay Gladys Knight yeah Stevie Wonder yeah yeah all massive fans yeah yeah so um yeah so that was that and um god it's a long story I'm trying to think it's such a long so, so many things happened yeah so just gigging I'd, I'd also done A-level English and in, in, um because I was into theatre and things like that as well but um I quit a year into it because I was like I know what I want to do I know I want to sing and I just left so with the stage new paper with the stage the stage newspaper for me was my bible every Thursday right all the auditions were there and I'd every Thursday I'd take the day off and like call up auditions you know and that's what I used to do um, so yeah, so then I just started gigging, and that was it. It was my full time job. So, d- did you have your own band, or was it just you with a with a mic and your um, friend? No, so me and my best friend Isaac, we were a Motown duo to begin with. Um, no, just like back and tracks. What, what did you go as? What was the uh... um, INC Isaac and Claire? Isaac and Claire. Yeah, okay. INC. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still a going concern? We still do weddings and certain big gigs together. Uh huh. Yeah, but okay. we're still best friends. Right. Excellent. So where does the publican fit in? Where where does you working in the pub? Is this your parents? My parents um, opened Lavin's when I was seventeen as well. Actually, 
Lavin's Bar in Hanwell. Um, Which is West London. West London, yeah. yeah. When I was 17, although my dad was meant to be a silent partner and that all went wrong. And then before we knew it, we were all in the pub running it. No one had a clue what we were doing. None of us knew what we were doing. But yeah, and that's been open for yeah, since 1997. Is that a Tide pub or is it a free? Is, it, is that a Tide pub? Are you tied to No, free house. It's a free, free house. house. Yeah, yeah. So um, we just got, we're not really pub people. Funny, I say that and people go, what? That not, is very I know, weird. it's really funny, isn't it? But it's a really cute little pub. It's uh, very quirky. <laughs> so that's an, that's an Irish bar, is it's it? Yeah, Irish, Irish bar, but it's... But it's a general it, family. Everyone's sort of, welcome, yeah. 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 And they have performance, performing arts in there as well? Sort sometimes. Of and... It's only a small pub. Right. So yeah, sometimes they, they do. But they're, it's just it's very sort of uh, working class. And yeah, like the, old, the old boys love to, you know, it's their front room. So were you making any money when you were going gigging? Yeah, yeah. Actually, where, we were, where were you going around performing? Literally all over, a lot of East London, all over, mm-hmm. all over the place. And um, we were really busy. We got booked up very quickly ahead you know two years ahead and two years ahead yeah we we were really lucky wow we were really, i think i don't think there was many sort of motown duos going and we were very young very energetic uh-huh. you know i remember when i first got paid my our first gig was in egham and um it was such a big deal to us and i loved it and um when i paid us i was i couldn't believe i was getting paid to do something i loved you know mm. So, um, yeah, we were making good money. So that was your day job or were you doing other things as well to sort of... So I worked, um, helped in a pub in the daytime and then I'd go to Barron's Court where Isaac lived straight after work at 7pm. We'd rehearse for hours and then back to work again. And he was a courier. And then when we realised we were actually making enough money from gigs, we both quit our day jobs. Oh, wow. And yeah. And then we started writing together because the big picture was to make it, you know, make it. That didn't happen obviously <laughs> you didn't go for x factor or I did, got tough, I, did did you? I did yeah i did oh wow okay i did and that was a how far did you get with that i got televised yeah yeah okay what year i should know this come on because we want everyone to go and... no i don't want everyone to know <laughs> you do i can't remember <laughs> you want to go viral with that <laughs> no they, they like screwed me over massively Just go on what happened oh god well we all know what it's about yeah i know what it's about it's an entertainment show but um you weren't weird enough obviously wow they they edited it very cleverly put it that way um, I'm so glad I had people with me to see actually what happened because I was like, it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen that way. The way they edit things. Basically, um, I got on a stage. I was. It was a year that Jermaine, I think Jermaine won uh-huh. it. I can't remember his I don't, surname. I don't recall. I mean, I don't watch it that much anymore. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Once so you've seen one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, it was a year Jermaine won and he was actually on before me. And uh, so they said, you've got 10 minutes before you're on and... Uh, I was like, can I get some water? They said, you can't bring water back here, but we'll give you some before you go on and in the wings. I was like, cool. So they put me in a corner because there's cameras everywhere. They pick up everything. Like you can't even take a breather. They have cameras literally everywhere. And um, I heard the music start for Jermaine and then it just cut. So there was an issue with the music. So they've pulled him off stage. Next thing they've grabbed me and gone, you're on, you're on. And I was like, what? Like seconds. Mm. And um, I was like, can I get some water? Like, no water, nothing. They were going 10, 9, 8. And it's literally, I was in the O2. Thousands of people. And I was like, oh my God. Next thing I know, I'm on stage. I'm going to say this. I don't really care. If, if yeah, but Talisa is not a nice person. Seriously, she was really, she's, she's the one who comes. Oh, Talisa. Talisa. Yes. Nicole Scherzinger. Yes. Amazing. Okay, Talisa, I recall. She didn't last very long on the show. No, and I'm so glad. I think that was, I think the year I was there was her last. Right. I think, or maybe the one after. This was when she had all the, post drug that was after yeah after that wasn't it she was horrible yeah. i walked on the stage she just looked me up and down and i thought oh my god that's like i'm so nervous obviously yeah. anyone doing it is 
so nervous. Sure. I can't even tell you. Like my heart was like beating out of my chest. And um, yeah, and I was, it didn't make me feel any better, obviously. And then the music started and I couldn't hear any. As a performer, you have to have ears. You have to have some kind of monitor or something. And all I could hear was just, I don't know, thousands of people there. So much like noise. And um, they didn't show it, but um, I, got, I went to the front of the stage to try and listen to the speakers because my monitors weren't on. Couldn't hear anything. So you couldn't hear your backing I track? I couldn't hear anything. It was so awful. And then they stopped me and at least like you were flat. And I was like, yeah, probably. I can't hear anything. I literally can't hear anything. They didn't show any of that on the television. It was horrible. It was horrible. And so then, they just showed you performing what yeah, you would consider flat. to be a, a flat? Yeah. But I knew I was. Yeah. I knew there was something not right because I couldn't hear anything. So, um, and then Nicole was like, I like your tone. And I was like, can I, can I try one more? And she was like, oh, you write your own stuff. Why don't you do one of your own songs? And I was like, okay, cool. But then at this point, I thought, oh my God, I'm not going to win the crowd over with an original song. Mm. You're just not. No. And, um, but I did it anyway. <clears throat> and uh, Gary Barlow and Nicole were dancing along. And then they praised my song. You're a really great writer. Da, da, da. So I didn't get through, but they didn't show any of that. And that could have really... Of course. Massively helped my like songwriting career. Oh, but, what yeah. a shame. But everybody knows it's completely it really stitched is. up. It really thing. is. They, you almost think they know who's going to win it right from, from the outset. Or they know who the finalists are to the judges' houses. Exactly. They know, that, yeah, yeah, no, you have a sip of water, that's fine. You're an artist, you've got to keep your, 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 your voice all sort of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> lubricated. Yeah, so that was that. So that was an experience. So that must have been a pretty horrible experience for it you. It wasn't nice. And then... Does it, did that sort of make you think that the whole music industry is completely no, is because, a fraud? Or... No, because it's the X Factor. I'm not, you know, I was signed with Dion Rock's manager when I was like 20 three so i was yeah i've been around the proper industry do you know what i mean yes. but um and when i came off the stage they were like there was cameras in my face so is that it now is this are you gonna quit now is this, was this your last chance and i was like no the x factor's not the be all and end all you know but they didn't show well, that you either. say that but a lot of kids go into this thinking this because is their life know. No, that's what they know yeah but that's what they believe in it yeah. they're the kids who get filmed and followed around you know the ones in tears afterwards and yeah. it's my life and you know, the story and the journey and all yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. nonsense. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I'm not. Because, you know, it, it can be a great platform. And it's produced some good yeah, good artists. But it's it's an entertainment show. Absolutely. Yeah. I still <laughs> don't watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, turn that crap off. <laughs> so joking aside, I mean, have you, have you done any other sort of competitive uh, ex- exploits like that? Yeah, The Voice. I've done the first ever voice that was over here. And I got oh, down it's all to, coming out now. You didn't say this before. <laughs> I got down to the last, it wasn't televised, down to the last 200 from okay. 30,000 applicants. That was cool. And then the next stage would have been televised. So that's annoying. But So who did you get to see? Who, the, who was judging you at that stage or was it not? No, it's just um, un, they're unknown to so like producers right. and vocal okay. coaches and stuff. Yeah. But that's a really, that's a better process in terms of you're not queuing for like 10 hours with a, with a crew going, we got the X Factor and all that crap yeah and did you feel they were actually going for genuine talent 100%. rather than an image 100 yes yeah. so you go to the hilton hotel it's very civilized you know what i mean you're not waiting for hours you're in with proper vocal coaches as well i know this because I, um, I actually know a few of them as friends that i've met after um but yeah so they're proper vocal coaches they're looking for proper vocalists so yeah so that aside i mean obviously you know kids and well it's all ages going for these big televised competitions thinking they're going to make their you know breakthrough yeah. and make their millions yeah. signed up by Simon Cow. Exactly. What are the other sort of big issues that you've you know in the career your business career of trying to become a, a a performing artist? What are the problems you think you've perceived you've come across whether in it's been in having an agent represent you well yes. badly. So I've had a few bad well, when I started actually gigging um our first agent obviously she got us gigs and stuff and then a lot of it became word of mouth, which was 
much better for us. But um, so you get contracts and stuff with with an agent, and um, you know you have to both be both sign it. And um, but the few t- a few times we've been cancelled like a week before, or I've been cancelled a week before a gig, and they're like, oh, we try we'll try and get you some money for it. They never do, even though it's on the contract. So it's just crap like that, really. And then also you're relying on them. You're relying on this one person or one company to get you work. And I just it never sat well with me. And also as well, some of the venues I got sent to, like really bad venues. Like rough. I mean, I'm. I can handle. I can. You know, I'm. I'm used to it. I've been around all different kind of venues and people. But even I felt intimidated at some of these places. And I what think sort of working man pubs. Just and... yeah, just a bit troublesome. And and I remember thinking, have has my agent even been here to check this out? Or was What's just, the worst place you you've had to perform in? Um, actually, it was a place in it was a place in Hanwell. Funny enough, well, just it's, around the corner from where? Yeah, you, it's renowned. It was renowned um, for being like a really rough pub. It's called the Old Bill. And um, yeah, for a reason. Yeah, it's closed down now. <laughs> right. But when my agent sent it, sent us there, my dad was like, "No, don't go near it." You know, and I was like, "Oh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right." So I went because when you're that age, you think you know everything. And we went, and um, they were really racist and stuff. And my singing partner and my best friend Isaac, black guy, mm-hmm. and they were and you just... Motown, so. right? <laughs> yeah. But they were just so racist to him and stuff. And I was just, I was like, this is horrible. And they were just really intimidating. And to the point where we had thousands of pounds worth of PA. And I was like, this is going to go wrong. I could just feel it. So I had to call my dad and then my uncle and everyone came down to help us out. I just felt really unsafe. So they actually being, what, calling out racist comments mm, during, during the gig? Like, like doing the hanging sign. And like, yeah, no, no. That's shocking. It's horrible. Horrible. And I, I've got a temper on me. So I was like, no, I just like, don't react. And I was like, oh, so annoying. So yeah, that's really the worst. Yeah, when was that? I mean, how long ago? Oh, years, years, years ago. Years ago. God, yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. Probably more. Very depressing. It is just from from, from every aspect. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's just miserable that you're there trying to earn a crust in good faith, exactly. performing, you know, Mo- Motown yeah. style, which is wonderful music. Yeah, and you got some idiots there, and 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 they presumably the the owners of the venue or those who are on security just let it go. They weren't bothered they about really doing care. anything about I've it. I've been to a few venues before, and I'm like, it's going to kick off. This going to cause trouble, mm. da, 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 and they. They don't want to know. So what did you do? Did you shut down the gig early? Um, or did you I think we were coming to. The, I think we were coming to the end anyway. But I was just worried about packing down and how they'd be with us then. You know, once we'd finished singing. So I don't need backup, Dad. Oh crikey! <laughs> so that's not good. So you uh, is this the um, the agent you said was uh, Dion Warwick's agent? Uh, no, or no, this no. That? This was just no. This was my our first ever agent right. who um, just dealt with like pub gigs and stuff. I was going to say Dion Warwick's agent. You'd imagine no. would be more professional. No, Ron Winter. I was signed with Ron Winter. Ron Winter. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's yeah. a lovely guy. So he actually got me into the writing um, on the side. So I was still gigging with Isaac, and on the side I was in the studio with him. And he was like really helping with my songwriting. Um, to be honest, he was the first, I got a publishing deal with them. And that was my first ever sort of recognition that, that I'm a writer. So I was like, this is so cool. So I had to, every week I had to like write two songs. And um, then I'd go in and he'd sit with me and dissect what I've done. And so that was cool. So I was with him for about a year. And then he got really ill and he had like family issues and stuff. So that didn't, but we're still friends. I've kept really good relationships with all these people. Like Vince Power, Vince Power's biggest promoter in London. Yeah. Um, he's actually helping. His his mission is to like reopen all these venues that have been closed down, and he, he's a good friend of mine as well. Wonderful. Um, I'm actually hoping to get him on board with you gigs. Well, you've mentioned you gigs again, so now's probably yes. as good a time as any yeah, to. Yeah, let's talk about let, you let, gigs. Let's talk about you gigs. I'm talking about. So, <laughs> so explain the problem that you saw in the market. Okay, so there's loads, there's loads of problems. So one of them was the type of venues I was getting sent to, and whether the agent cared enough to even check them out. 
One was payment, bad payment, and not being told exactly where the gig was, traveling 70, 80, 90 miles away. I'd come home from a gig and I'd be exhausted from driving. And I remember thinking, I bet there's people who live that end, traveling to my end. And I can yeah. imagine all these gigging musicians all crossing the on yeah. the motorway. And I was like, it's ridiculous. And it, it wasn't just a one off. I always, you know, I always felt this way. Um, another was, again, as I say, relying on an agent to get me work. I just thought it's ridiculous. Because you don't know, after all, what effort they're putting into to, right. to do it for you. They don't like you. They think that's right. Got, yeah. And a lot of times, these agents, um, the venue comes first. They don't, you know, you're just whatever. They're all sort of, yeah, the venue sort of king, you know, in there because obviously they need them really. But um, so that was that. And also because I was gigging um, without an agent as well through word of mouth, private events. I then I then didn't have I say this Lucy the protection of the contract with that I had with an agent. So I was like. That's annoying because if I get cancelled, there's no, there's no. I mean, I could create my own contract, so I'm aware of this. But you know, so there's loads of things like that. What else was it? Oh yeah, so also gigging as well. I'd meet landlords, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "Can you come back and do this party? Can you do this, this, this?" Because um, the agent keeps sending us really bad acts or bad DJs who, you know. And I was like, "Okay, wow." I just thought to myself, it's such a risk for a venue also to use an agent because they don't know who they're getting, and live music venues are suffering anyway. So to have a rubbish act turn up, you're going to lose business. People aren't going to come back. So do the venues Saturday. when they were booking through an agent? Did they have no idea what sort of style you were, how good you were, a professional? No, they were? just did they, they just not listen to any sort of any. No, because the agent samples? just sort of goes. We've got this singer who does a mix. Most of the time they just ask for like a mix, like a, a standard cover singer. That's mm. that's really what most pubs want, unless they're like a specialist pub. Yeah, so they didn't have no idea. I mean, they could check it out, but then at the same time, people are busy and you're using an agent, you're expecting mm. someone half decent, aren't you? Sure. Another thing as well, pub I was singing in East London. No, where was I? No, Elephant Castle I was singing. And um, the landlords there were saying, no, can you do, are you free New Year's Eve? And what's your budget? So I told him my budget. And he was like, their budget was only, was I say only, but £400 is not a lot for a singer on New mm. Year's Eve. It just isn't. Especially no. like a, I mean, it's still great money. I'm not sounding ungrateful, but for a, you know, someone who's been doing it for years, it's not great money. And he's like, oh, you know, we got sent someone last year for £400 and they were shocking. It was a terrible, terrible night. And I was like, wow. And I thought, hold on a minute. I go to an open mic night on a Wednesday night in Chiswick and I see these young, like young guys, girls, 18, 19, up there, so talented, obviously new in the industry, would bite someone's hand off to do a gig for £400. Mm. So I was like, such a shame these people can't cross paths, you know? like, And so all these little things were... In my head, um, another friend of mine, Anna, her name's Anna. She's like a jazz singer. She doesn't want to sing in pubs. She's more like a background in a restaurant or like a little wine bar. That's yeah. her kind of thing. But she was struggling to find agents who will find her the right gigs. So I was like, this is all this, this is coming into play. And then one day it just came to me. And the idea came to me through all these like issues. So, my issues, venues issues, other gig, you know, other musicians. So explain what the idea is, the concept of you gigs. So basically you sign up as an artist or a venue you specify what category you are whether you're solo duo band etc then the venues um signs up and then you can basically so if you're a venue you can search specifically for a singer or duo whatever you can you can search wherever you want and as a singer you can search for the kind of venue you want and also the distance you want to travel but the the good thing about it is the review base so you so say you go to um a venue they don't pay you so you you can obviously give them a bad review so you can avoid these kind of places and say you're you get sent a really bad or unprofessional act 
then you give them a bad review. So who, who gives the review? So the venue can give the review of the <laughs> artist and the artist can give a review? Both ways. Both ways. Very equal. I haven't like, yeah, no one's got any upper hand. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's very, So it's very completely equal. transparent. Yeah. And, and can audience participants who've been to the show, um, can they give a review of, no, or, or no? No, no. Maybe not. I, I'm thinking of this, but not yet. Maybe that'd be yeah, an add-on. It might, might be an idea because if you've got a couple of hundred people in a venue, mm. they absolutely love the artist yeah. and would come back because the artist was so fabulous. Yeah. That would encourage the venue perhaps to rebook that, That's true. that artist again. That's true. But then I'm hoping through that the social media links, they can then sort of, you know, there's other, there's other mm. ways to sort of. So let's just talk through an example. So say I, I've got a pub, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a venue proprietor, whatever, Republican, and I want to get an act I don't know, let's say a country and western duo act Yeah. for Saturday evening, two weeks' time. It's a regular Saturday evening. What do I do? How do I go about? So you sign up and then you just search and it will bring up basically the, what you want. So you would have a list of all your acts. They're all there, yeah, they're X, all signed X up. X dozen, hundreds, exactly. however many you've got. Genres they do, location. I was, someone said to me, why don't you put the fee, what, what, what their fee is? And I said, it's very hard to specify that because not every gig's the same. You might, as a venue, might want five hours so you're not going to put as a single I'm not going to put 300 pound that's my because it could be a longer gig so what would happen is you would then say like you search for the country and western singer say it's me I get your, I get your message you send me a message it gives you a chance to message me and I and say oh yeah there's a calendar as well shows my availability so you'll see if I'm available as well this is all through it's, I know it's not an app yet but this is all through the, the website the website yeah. yeah so everyone every singer's got their calendar uh-huh. which shows all their availability and then I would we'd, we'd discuss that through our, the messaging on you gigs and um, agree the fee agree the hours and then then you book me through it and when you book me t- we both get T's and C's come up that you've got to check that you've got to, tick and you agree to pay the fee that we've agreed and provide a safe space blah blah blah. i agree to the times we've specified da, 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 and that's it done so where do you get your fee from obviously you're not doing it for the love of it where, where do you get you take a commission as or, you gigs as you gigs yes so what we're going to do is um not right now because i need to see it working properly so when i because I, I can see who's booking who etc i can see the bookings going on once i'm happy that everyone's getting lots of work out of it I'm then going to charge a subscription fee for the artists mm-hmm. of ten pound a month. Right, but presently you must be making it's free. No, nothing. No, <laughs> the whole thing no. is free at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, it's all free. Wow. Yeah, I'm just building it. You're just doing this for the love of I'm it at the moment. You're, you're going <laughs> to monetize. Mean, eventually, I hope I'll make a little bit of money. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> but no, you've got to monetize it some yeah. some point down the line. But so I've spent quite a lot of money on the website, and because um, you could get. I know you can get venues advertising on there as well, yeah. can't you? Eventually we'll go down that road advertising, maybe even a way where they can pay through the site and sure. we hold it and charge a little fee on that or whatever, you know. Yeah, you can get all sorts of yeah. advertising going on the website. Exactly. But right now it's free. Well, people, where where, where can they find it? Ugigs, www.ugigs.co.uk. <laughs> Fantastic. U is in, yeah. So how, how long, when did you set this up? How long, how long has it been running for? Um, last year I had the idea uh-huh. and then found the web the web designer and um, back loads of back and forth, you know, and finally got what I wanted in terms of how it works. We had to road test it, blah, blah. And so it's properly been going for maybe six months. I got my best friend, Francesca on board. She's helping with social media on Instagram, etc. And now we're starting to really, really push it. So probably six months I've been pushing it for. And then it's really nice because we were supporting like young artists as well. We're doing like write-ups about them on the site. Yeah, it's really nice. We're meeting loads of really cool cool artists and stuff so i'm enjoying that side of things no that that's that's excellent do you, how many artists and venues do you have on there at the, um at not the many venues i was having yeah. an issue with venues saying off like, mic before is not yeah not it's what? free like sign up it takes a minute literally two minutes to say two minutes but the venues that are on there they're getting 
married up with, with artists? They have, or? yeah. They have like a, um, I think we've got 80 acts on it, which is not a load, but it's a start. Got to, you know, you have to start somewhere. I don't know. When we first started, there was no one there. And I was like, how, who do we start with? Venues? How do you do this? Because yeah. obviously someone's going to go on and see no one else there. So yeah. it's quite hard, isn't it? But, sure. um, but we got there. And there's nobody else doing doing this at the moment? Nothing. There's um, a similar company that came out shortly after I paid for the site and everything. And I needed a heart. I thought, oh my God, they're doing what we're doing. The same thing we're doing. But they're, um, so I, I have signed up so I can keep an eye on what they're doing. So they basically sent me an email the other day saying, we've got gigs for you. And I was like, okay. So I looked and there were free gigs. They weren't, they're unpaid. So it's like, no, well, not really. You want to speak to a lawyer and make sure this is all patented and you get yeah, all yeah, trademarks yeah. and exactly. na- nailed down because so, yeah. it seems to me it's the sort of thing that could easily be, I feel like I'm on Dragon's Den now. <laughs> <laughs> there could be something that could, an idea that could be uh, easily, possibly easily replicated yeah. and nicked. So no, definitely. If, definitely. You're, if you're the first one there. Well, it looks that way. I've stick, searched, I've searched. Stick your flag in. Yeah. And uh, if you can get it monetized, you, you never know where, where this could go. It exactly. could be really big. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very exciting. Because I was reading just before we started, there was um, quite a lot of, uh, there was a publication uh, at the beginning of the year. The Digital Culture Media and Sports Committee experts were warning that live music venues need support to soften what they call the negative effects that likely to face over the next decade because venues are struggling badly. There's, there's fewer and fewer venues. Uh, I don't know why, but this goes against what you're saying that venues aren't coming forward to be uh, to be on your list. Seems very, very odd. It's almost like they're, they're not sure where to look. That's the thing. Like no one, I think people are sick of agents. I really feel like agents are really old fashioned now. I feel like in this day and age, you know, we're so we we book everything online, don't we? Everything is mm. apps or you know, Deliveroo, Uber, everything is that, booked that way now. So I think these people are still relying on, on these agents, and I really don't want to keep knocking agents because they're not all bad. And I'm really scared that my agent agent's going to hear me. <laughs> mm. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. But there's so many talented artists out there. So many. Who uh, are desperate for a venue desperate. to go and perform yeah. at. But the, the trouble is, it would appear to be that there's there's very few good grassroots venues out there. Or there's far fewer than there used to be. Yeah. And some of the, the, the successful musicians today are saying that it's going to be a big problem going forward. Because the musicians who have made it today have come through from the ground up, from the grassroots up, from yeah, learning their trade, crucial. applying their trade. I learned in, so much. In the oh my bars God. and clubs yeah. and, and, and nightclubs of yesteryear. Yeah. And they're just not finding them anymore because venues are having to shut down because of what do we call gentrification yeah. being taken over for yeah. planning. And even if it's not them, it's next door. Properties are being built. And that happened to, I had noise my, pollution. That's right. Sorry, I, I forgot to tell you. I had my own bar as well in Hanwha. I actually run a bar for my, called Ryan's for a year. And that, that's, his, that's, that's what happened, basically. There was residents next door who just moved in. And it's yeah. like, you moved next to a pub. Yeah, what do you expect? Like, come on. I know. You know, so I stopped having live bands there because you obviously you can't really monitor the sound of a live band. So mm. I started just getting singers or acoustic acts in. And even then, it was, I was like, oh. And the council actually closed us down. So, um, yeah, that was annoying. And we have a we have a culture yeah. of years, you know, for many many years of yeah. Fam- I mean, look at the Beatles. Yeah, you know, just just to name probably the most famous band on the planet yeah. of learning their trade through playing at these. I don't want to call them dives, but these well, you yeah. know, these grassroots That's pubs, right. you get, you even know, the you... ones where you get abused and racially abused. Yeah, not a nice experience. No, but, but a, it but makes but a great you, learning yeah, curve. Of course, of course. I've had people drunk, people hanging off my neck as I'm trying to sing. You know, and you just I don't know. It, it's, you have to go. You know, it's like experience you can't teach that kind of experience you've mm. just got to go and do it but yeah it's a shame so i'm hoping this with you gigs i'm really hoping it it helps in some way well i can't see how it wouldn't yeah it's definitely not gonna beneficial. hurt i know that for sure i think if you can get it into a mobile app form as well because yeah. so many things in our it's app, mobile, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
musicians are traveling around all the time yeah so they just scroll down see where they you know see what's available exactly oh, another feature we have as well say you as a venue get mm. um singer in tonight and they let you down last minute then you can actually go on to is a last minute gig section and post that what you want and it goes to all the relevant people and then say like i'm sitting there with no gig that tonight and i'm you know i fit the bill then it comes to me and i can message you and away i go so yeah that's a really good um, a lot of venues really like that feature because they've been let down, you know, let everyone gets let down. So that's cool as well. No, that sounds really good. Yeah. Well, I truly hope it's a success because it's clearly something we we need. Yeah. We need to empower the up and coming artists, you know, of today to have have places they can go and perform and right. cut their teeth. Yeah. Because it's absolutely it's it's so crucial. The successful artist of tomorrow will be the one who's you know learning the ropes through through the smaller venues of today. Exactly. I, I mean, is London is the place where. I mean, this is all. Is this exclusively London? Your you um, gigs or we're we're starting in London, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not exclusive. We're gonna we we are hoping to we're starting. I mean, London is the place to start, really, isn't it? So yeah. we're we're starting here, and um, hopefully, who knows where it'll go. But well, if you can't make it, London, then we're screwed, aren't we? Then there's a, then there's there's a problem. Thing. Yeah. So what are you doing yourself? I mean, have you have you now packed in everything else to focus on you gigs? No, because I need to get the money coming in. Right. <laughs> so, so I mean, still... ideally, I'd be working on it twenty four seven, but it's not realistic. So I know you said you're a professional dog walker. I do dog walking. I love it. Yeah. So I'm out. So I literally, as I said earlier, I came straight from five walks I'd done today. Yeah. That's five walks with five individual dogs, or and no groups. 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 Of, five groups of dogs. So how many dogs have you walked today? Um, trying to, try to think, about fourteen. I've always wondered when you. When you're a professional dog walker, how do you know that all the dogs are going to get on? They're you all going to start. Them. I'm you... very lucky. I've got the. I've got. I've, I know the dogs now. So if we get a newcomer, then what I do, I'll introduce him to the most placid dog that I have. Right. And if they don't get on, then there's something wrong, you know. And and then I introduce them maybe to the, you know, I know the ones that you just get to know the dogs. It's really it's quite sad. I actually know their routine, like in terms of toilet and stuff. My friends laugh at me. I'm like, he does two wees and then a poo. They're like, what? So I'm like, I know. It's really sad. I'm you know like, their dogs. personality yeah. and their, their physiology yeah. as well. So like if I'm 10 minutes late, I'm like, oh my God, Molly's going to be dying for a wee because she has a wee at this, you know, whatever. It's, it's funny, but I really enjoy it. And is it the little yappy ones who are more of a pain in the 100%. backside than the, the big 100%. Rottweilers who yeah. people are more scared of? Exactly. I've got a Doberman called Marley that I've just started to walk. He's well, he's just turned one. So he's a bit of a handful, still a puppy. And um, people are so scared of him. But he's so plat- he's strong but then I have a terrier called Jake who's really happy and I've really got to be careful with him with everyone and everything so yeah have you had any uh, problems where one of them's I haven't let me touch with ran away off his off his leash and no. snapped and bitten someone in the park no I've been lucky I've been yeah. so lucky that's my worst when I first started doing this about a year ago maybe a year and a half ago I used to have nightmares about like losing a dog or yeah. something happening oh my god that must be awful I imagine like ringing the owner yeah any illnesses or anything when you hand them back no I've been really lucky you are lucky very yeah. lucky but I'm very like I keep a very close eye on them and uh, yeah so that's good and I still gig as well I still do gigging and stuff and um, I actually got booked for you gigs myself which was quite nice you booked yourself for you yeah. gigs just to see if it worked. I did my profile like I did, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is great. So um So where's your next gig where people can come and see you? I uh where am I? I'm doing um private one Saturday, Halloween. Um oh, okay. So you yeah. can dress up for that. But um where am I locally? Or like I've got quite a few private ones going but this on. This is still doing the Motown act or is this doing everything? Your, I do everything. an Amy Winehouse tribute as well. Oh cool. Yeah. You've got the beehive. I've got the beehive, uh-huh. got the hair extensions, yeah. the tattoos. Uh, that's fun. That's good fun. So yeah, I do bits and pieces. So um, I booked my, I was the first um, act booked for you gigs. I did it purposely. I mean, I was lucky that they wanted me anyway, but yeah. That otherwise helps. I would have been screwed. Yeah. <laughs> 
just to see then how you know because i had to test drive it you know i had to of course road, road test it even and um so yeah it works a treat it's really simple so where do you see yugi's going in five years time i just want it to be massive i want, I want people to be able to go because when i was younger and i started i was like oh you know sometimes you you'd have no gigs that weekend for whatever reason sometimes you know part certain parts times of the year it's quieter for pubs and and we'd be sitting there going oh my god we're gonna make, make no money we're waiting to bring our agent come on let's get us gigs but this way you don't have to do that you have the power to you know and has the feedback so far been pretty good it's been really good everyone's yeah. like what a great idea especially the young new artists that are out there who have you know i didn't have a clue when i started so they haven't got a clue either so this way they're like they have complete power what about publicity have you approached any sort of music press um i had uh not really music press no i think um francesca's in talks with she's doing it dealing with the press side of things that's her because she's to be a journalist and stuff yeah. so that's her side of things hayes of M interviewed us about it and and a gazette done an article about us as well but we're just yeah pushing 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 but vince power i'm i'm praying that he gets on board because he's got um access to ronnie scott's and these big venues yeah. um and he's got he's artists. got Nails Bar as well in Kensington. Right. So okay. yeah, so I'm hoping he, we're going to have lunch soon and have like a business meeting and see what happens cool. there. But yeah, because there's very, as I understand it, there's very little money left in actually. I mean, making records and record deals is very difficult mm. to make money unless you're right at the top of your game. Yeah, it's like professional footballers. You know, if you're in the lower divisions, you don't you don't make much money. If you're the, the top Premiership players, you you make make, that's where all the big bucks are. Exactly. So the money has to be in other things like live gigs. Yeah. So yeah. if you can, if this can take off you gigs, you know, there's, there's a big future for it yeah, potentially. Definitely. I can't see, you know, I mean, everyone, anyone I've spoken to musicians and venues, they're just like, what a great idea. So it's just getting it there. I think once we get, we'll get to a point where it's going to, something's going to happen and it will snowball. So we're just pushing, pushing, pushing right now and um, trying to get the right people on and doing things like this as well, which yeah. helps. I really appreciate you doing no, this. No, it's an absolute pleasure. So thank you very much for no, coming. Not at all. Um, thank you for having me. I wish you all the very best of success thank in the future. You. Maybe with, in a year's with, time I can come with, back. With you gigs. Or, well, I have to follow you around now and yeah. follow <laughs> come and see you at some of your gigs yeah. I can track you on the uh, I'll let you know uh, my uh, on, links on, on yeah. new gigs so just once more so everyone knows where to find you and how to get in touch with you can you just run through your social media your Instagram yeah and so all? we're on Facebook or on Instagram yeah. U-Gigs everything's U-Gigs so U-G-I-G-S is the spelling yeah cool and is there U-Gigs. an email for you as well uh, the team at ugigs.co.uk perfect um, okay. and yeah and through through Facebook and Instagram they can message us directly as well okay. and it'll be me or Francesca it's very personal at the moment so uh, yeah. I'm hoping to keep it that way actually so yeah alright Claire thank you very much indeed for thank being on the for podcast thank you for having me and I wish you all the very best of luck thank for the you future. very much take care cheers you too